Hello and welcome back, my anointed God-fearing podcast listeners. David here at Insightful Devotion. It's truly a blessing having you tune in today for another encouraging and uplifting word the Lord has given me to share with you all. Well, before we get any further in today's episode, let us go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, have mercy on us for we have passed judgment on numerous of people, things, situations, ourselves, and even you at some times. Lord, create in us a pure heart and mind that honors you. Lord, forgive us for passing judgment when we don't even have the right to. Help us to live a life that you are increasing and we are decreasing. I pray that lives will be transformed for the better and that you would reveal to us the areas in which we have passed judgment and that we would turn from our wicked ways and seek you and receive your forgiveness and that we would show love and compassion the same way you show it towards us. Set us free, Father, is my humble request and let us live righteous, blameless, and holy lives, pleasing and acceptable in your sight forevermore. In Jesus' name I pray and say thank you. Amen. We often pass judgment on one another for numerous of reasons not realizing and or understanding the dangers of doing so. We may pass judgment on people that live different lifestyles than us, people that are from another ethnic group, people that live in different areas than we do, on people that are rich and how they should be spending their money, even on poor people, beggars and hobos, and why they are always asking for money and if they are going to use it for the right or wrong reasons. And the list of judging goes on. Well, there are a few scriptures that will correct us and tell us the dangers in doing so and judging others. In James chapter 4, verses 11 through 12, it says, Don't speak evil against each other, dear brothers and sisters. If you criticize and judge each other, then you are criticizing and judging God's law. But your job is to obey the law, not to judge whether it applies to you. God alone who gave the law is the judge. Let me rewind that. God alone who gave the law is the judge. He alone has the power to save or to destroy. So what right do you have to judge your neighbor? Another passage in scripture from Luke chapter 6 verse 37 through 42 tells us to not judge as well. It says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. He also told them a parable. Can the blind guide the blind? Won't they both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. Why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye, but don't notice the beam of wood in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, brother, let me take out the splinter that is in your eye when you yourself don't see the beam of wood in your eye? Hypocrite, first take the beam of wood out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the splinter in your brother's eye. Wow. That last part where it says hypocrite, first take the beam of wood out of your eye and then you will see clearly to take out the splinter in your brother's eye. It's something in that message. You see, a hypocrite can be defined as a person who pretends to have virtues, moral or religious beliefs, principles, etc. that he or she does not actually possess, especially a person whose actions bali stated beliefs. A Bible story depicting an example of this specific judgment is shown within John chapter 1 verses 1 through 11. It says, But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn he appeared again in the temple courts, 
where all the people gathered around him and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery and the law. Moses commanded us to stone such woman. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. Isn't it just like us and or others who have judged at some point within our lives to point out others' mistakes and flaws, yet the whole time ignoring ours? Or to put it in words of the scripture in Luke chapter 6, verse 41, saying, Why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye, but don't notice the beam of wood in your own eye? You see, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery and they made her stand before the group. So not only did they acknowledge her sin, but they made her feel guilt, shame and were even wanting to kill her for the sin she had just committed. Yet the teachers of the law forgot to expose themselves. For instance, they had caught the woman in the act of adultery, meaning that they were watching her sinning, which makes the teachers of the law and the Pharisees that were watching her having indulged in the form of pornography. And one of the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, verse 13 states that thou shall not commit adultery. And in Matthew chapter 5, verse 27 through 28, it says, You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And furthermore, not only were they oblivious to the sin they had just committed as well, but they had targeted the woman and yet didn't mention the man that was with her, showing us that the teachers of the law and the Pharisees within this story were hypocrites. We know this to be true because Jesus responded to them in John chapter 1, verse 7 through 9, as we previously read, saying, When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away. One at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. This shows us that Jesus Christ, the prophesied Messiah, who is spotless, perfect, and innocent, was able to forgive the woman who had been caught in the act of adultery and all those standing there passing judgment because the words Jesus spoke that day and always speaks is the truth, making us understand that we are not in the position to judge, but we too, like everyone else, must seek Jesus Christ and learn from our sinful mistakes and show the same compassion he has for us towards everyone else. Because the verse I read earlier in Luke chapter 6 verse 38 tells us to give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Meaning, if you judge someone in the same way, it will be given to you a good measure of it pressed down shaken together and running over judgment will be poured into your lap 
which is why it is better for us to learn from our errors in which we have wronged Jesus Christ, repent, seek Jesus Christ wholeheartedly, realizing what our true calling is, which is to do the will of him who sent us and living lives that imitate Jesus Christ so that we will receive a good measure pressed down, shaken together with his grace and running over in his mercy, being poured in our laps, which is his love for the measure we use. It will be measured back to us. In other words, for the believer in Jesus Christ, as it says in John chapter 15, verse five through 17, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burn. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father. I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. So let us love each other and obey that command. And stop judging each other. Let us examine ourselves as it tells us in Lamentation chapter 3 verse 40 doing what is mentioned. It reads, instead, let us test and examine our ways. Let us turn back to the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you saying thank you. Thank you for allowing us to see the areas where we have stepped in dangerous territory by judging others when we don't even have the right to judge father forgive us and have mercy on us for passing judgment on others whomever they may be or what they did or didn't do according to our standards when instead we should have extended the love of christ i ask that you would change us completely making us new in christ and that we would no longer judge give us the forgiving words to say to those we have wronged and judging and hurting their feelings whether we thought we were right in doing so as the teachers of the law and Pharisees thought they were, and the whole time being blind to the plank in our own eyes. And help us to grasp the knowledge and truth you spoke on that day to the crowd, allowing them to realize that they were to walk away from judging and to repent, turning to Jesus Christ, who will not condemn us or stone us because we have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, called your friends. It's in Jesus' name I pray and say thank you. Amen. Well, remember, if you're ever in need of prayer and would like us to pray for you, if you have a praise report and would like to share with us so it can be heard on this podcast, or even if you have a question, please be sure to contact us at insightfuldevotion at gmail.com. 
And if this podcast has been a blessing to you in any shape, fashion, or form, please write us a review or rate us and give us five stars so it can be bumped up in the algorithm, which lets others know about this podcast and share with someone, whether it be a loved one or an enemy, because I believe in speaking the word of God into everyone's lives and letting them know that God loves them and has great things in store for them that are for good and not for bad. So until next time on Insightful Devotion Podcast, I pray God's best for you and your loved ones and the plans he has laid out before you. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. Amen. Hey, and as I always say, be blessed, stay blessed, because you are blessed.